Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we just got finished with one of my favorite months, September. We celebrated National Bourbon Heritage Month. Without any further delay, we go right into October. And we celebrate another great month, Cigar Oktoberfest, as we celebrate our love of cigars with our passion for libations This time, the Brewski, and that is beer. One of the oldest libations on this planet. Tremendous history with beer. We will celebrate it. Oktoberfest ends tomorrow in Germany, but we're just getting it underway here in the United States, and as I say every year, why don't they just call it Septemberfest? I'll tell you why we don't in the United States, because we've got America's unique spirit bourbon that we celebrate in September. So now we go right into Oktoberfest. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. And I welcome you today, lieutenants, coast to coast at 877. Dave 007, that is 877. 328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. There are additional ways to communicate with me in addition to phone and email. You may also follow us at Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Our Twitter handle, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. Don't forget, download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Do that right now for iPhone or your iOS device as well as your, your Android device. And uh, as well, we also remind you to head over to the new and improved CigarDave.com. One very quick reminder, those of you listening on XM, we're done in two weeks. Unfortunately, XM is dumping six of their channels, including the Extreme Talk channel that we are on. But fear not, you can always get your fix of America's Alpha Male as we talk the good life. And America's pleasures, you can do so by downloading the aforementioned Cigar Dave mobile app. Listen online. You will never miss a beat of the Cigar Dave show. I've got a lot to get to today, lieutenants. As always, I've got four incredible brewskis that I will be tasting. I was up in Buffalo early this week for uh, Cigar Father, the Surgeon General of the Cigar Army's uh, birthday on Monday. And I had a uh, chance to uh, check out uh, one of the great consumers' beverages stores. 
in one of the uh, Buffalo suburbs. And I want to thank my hosts, uh, Neil and John. And not only were they great hosts showing me all the stuff that they had on tap and the craft beer selection that they have uh, uh, at uh, Consumers Beverages at, uh, in Buffalo. They got, I think, 17 stores. But they were kind enough to FedEx me, to ship me four bottles of Primo Brewski to get Cigar Oktoberfest underway. Let me give you the lineup. First of all, we have to start with an Oktoberfest beer. So from Great Lakes Brewing in, uh, I believe that's in Cleveland, we will be enjoying the Oktoberfest, their seasonal Oktoberfest. Then from Southern Tier Brewing down in Jamestown, New York, south of Buffalo, a very big up-and-coming craft brewer. I'm going to be enjoying Warlock which is a big imperial stout. Cannot wait to get my hands on that. And then I'm going to go into the Omegang's Game of Thrones beer. Now, uh, this is from the Game of Thrones HBO series. I personally don't watch it. However, I hear the, pe- the beer is pretty damn good. So we'll talk about that. I'll taste that. And then the last one, a beer that I could not resist when I saw it. I told uh, Neil and John from Consumers Beverages, I have to have that on my Oktoberfest tasting to get the Oktoberfest celebratory maneuvers underway. From local option Bierwerker in Chicago, Illinois, I've got their Morning Wood Oak-Aged Coffee Ale. You can never go wrong with Morning Wood, that's what I say, whether it's beer or something else. But I will be enjoying a uh, four great beers, including that uh, local option Beerworks from Chicago, their Morning Wood Oak-Aged Coffee Ale. Let's hope it's as good as the other morning wood that normally we're all used to experiencing. All right, lieutenants, I do want to tell you that, as you know, I, I try to enjoy America's great, uh, alpha male's great pleasures. I, I, Every so often we have to delve into items that either are a political in nature or affect us all. Because let's face it, not only are we alpha males and cigar connoisseurs and spirit connoisseurs, but we are also Americans. We are tax-paying Americans. Most of us are patriotic. I would say all of us uh, that listen to The Cigar Dave Show are patriotic Americans. Although I will tell you, our patriotism is certainly being tested with what is going on in Washington, specifically the Oval Office. And, And I'm going to keep this in a modicum of civility here. And I'm going to do so that will disguise exactly how perturbed and upset and angered I am about the display, the callous display, that the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief of our armed forces, who not only, I believe, represents and should be the Commander-in-Chief of our current armed forces, but has a moral, legal, and ethical obligation, in my estimation, to also protect and to also oversee the welfare of our veterans. Those that wore the uniform, those that are no longer serving, and I don't care if they're from the Civil War, World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq. I don't care where or when. The commander-in-chief has an obligation not only to oversee the current troops, the current armed forces, but he has an obligation to make sure that the overall state of how we treat our veterans and how they are treated in this nation, how their health care is administered through the VA, their rehabilitation, he has that absolute moral obligation. And when I saw World War II veterans 
on, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday, that were going to be denied access to the World War II memorial. That memorial, which honors them, many of them who served, who are now in their elderly years, who are making a once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to the memorial which was built in their honor and for their fallen comrades' memory. How shameful when members of the Senate and Congress call the White House to inform them that there are people, there are veterans from World War II who are traveling from Kansas and other parts of this country who cannot cancel their trip, who are already en route, who will be landing, who will be arriving, who will must see the World War II vet, uh, the memorial. That's why they are traveling to Washington. That is why these groups put these trips together, to give these World War II veterans one last opportunity to see the monument that is built to them, to their courage, to their sacrifice, to their commitment, to protecting the American way of life, so that we are not speaking Deutsch right now. We are speaking English, and we are doing so uh, in a free country, or whatever the remnants of that free country is, especially under this current administration. But when senators and congressmen call the White House and let them know, and the White House gives the cold shoulder a callous, we-don't-give-a-damn response, which is essentially what the White House did because they wanted to make a political point about the shutdown. They, in my estimation, have shamed this country, the every White House staffer involved, the commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, Barack Obama, has shamed this country. He has shamed and, tar- in my estimation, slapped and insulted every veteran in this nation. It is unacceptable. And for him to put politics ahead of what is right, of decency, of honor, in my estimation, is should be charged with treason. It's a treasonous crime. He should be prosecuted. And I will not say what I think. I've told friends of mine this week exactly if he should be found guilty, exactly what I would do. But I won't do that because I'm going to maintain the spirit of decorum. But for those of you that know me personally, you know exactly what I said and what I stated. And I would stick by it. And if somebody came to me in the street and asked what I thought if he was found guilty of treason, I'd tell them exactly what they should do. And if the Secret Service wants to come and see me, come on over. But to me, he has disrespected and dishonored every World War II veteran. Those veterans who have more class in their pinky than this president will have in his entire life. And I firmly believe now that by him putting politics ahead of what is right for these incredible veterans, the greatest generation, I truly believe now we have the most un-American president we have ever seen, and I believe we have a president that deeply dislikes this nation. And if Chris Matthews wants to come and have me on his show, I'd be happy to explain it. I believe he deeply, deeply dislikes this nation, and I think by his actions towards insulting the World War II veterans this week, it is very clear where he stands. He does not care about the patriotism of America. He doesn't believe that's the greatest generation. He believes politics over, over 
veteran service, and I am outraged. It is totally unacceptable to me. And it should be unacceptable to you. It should be unacceptable to every American, whether they are a Democrat, a Republican, a liberal, a conservative, a socialist, a communist, a green, name a party. I know, talking to fellow alpha males, friends, they are incensed and outraged at the just blatant lack of of civility and class that the White House and the President and Commander-in-Chief showed this week. And then yesterday, at the World War II Memorial, which, by the way, is normally open. It is not barricaded. You don't need tickets to go in. It's open 24-7. But yet, for this shutdown, they purposely put barricades because the Parks Department gives some cockamamie excuse that, well, we have to have CPR available and uh, we have to have other people standing by. So, therefore, we're going to close it. No, that was a blatant political move by the classless, socialist, America-hating Barack Hussein Obama and his lackeys and his bums that work in the White House. And I am maintaining my civility right now, lieutenants, because if this were not over the FCC airwaves, FCC controlled airwaves, I can tell you I would launch into a tirade with profanity that would make General George S. Patton extremely proud. Those monuments are open 24-7. And then yesterday, not only do they increase the barriers, the gates, but then they wire them shut. Well, there is a Republican congressman who I believe is 90 years old from Texas He said, I'm going down with a pair of wire cutters, and we're going to make sure that that memorial is not blocked. And how shameful is it that members of the Parks Department, the Park Department police, they had somebody on a bullhorn actually saying, leave, get away, we are going to, you could be subject to arrest. I would love to see the reaction from America, every American, if one of these World War II veterans was actually arrested. Barack Obama would be impeached in a matter of minutes. And any Democrat that would vote against that would show exactly that they believe they put party over the service of those great Americans. I'm outraged. I'm incensed. I'm being relatively calm. I have lost all, whatever little respect I had for Obama. And this isn't a political show. This isn't bashing. This was something to me that I I take personally because I have done over many years, we have paid proper tribute to our servicemen and women. For the uh, 65th anniversary of D-Day, we did a special two-hour show. No one in this nation, no one, no radio host, no television host, dedicated an entire program to that important, incredible anniversary to those brave men who scaled the cliffs at Normandy. No one else. And I said that day that I'm going to do a different show. We're not going to talk about cigars. We're not going to talk about spirits. We're not going to talk about the alpha male lifestyle. We are going to talk about the importance and significance of D-Day. And I had one of the paratroopers that came in the uh, night before who actually uh, came in on one of the gliders. And it was an honor and a privilege to have him. And we spoke about the importance of that, that particular mission. And for every World War II veteran that is living, that is no longer living, or who died Young on the battlefield, what the president did this week is absolutely disgusting, despicable, outrageous, 
and it is classless. President Barack Hussein Obama, you hate America, you hate veterans, and it showed exactly by what you did this week. You, sir, should be ashamed of what you did, ashamed to be even sitting in that very office where no other president in the over 230-year history of this country would ever think for one millisecond about closing a memorial to our greatest generation. No one, just you. That speaks volumes about your class or lack thereof. We will continue, lieutenants, with the National Cigar Litation Ceremony next. Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The General pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. with Rocky Patel about the private seller. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And for years, I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're going to love this cigar. Look for the private seller so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Born in the lush, fertile tobacco fields of Nicaragua, a rare treasure awaits the serious cigar smoker. Prized by a small group of loyal and devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are quite likely the finest and rarest of the magnificent Nicaraguan Puros currently favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these Nicaraguan beauties are crafted by hand. The complex and powerful Juan Lopez blend is highlighted by a bold, reddish-brown Nicaraguan Habano wrapper surrounding the choicest Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos. Each leaf is carefully hand-selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded, esteemed by the most knowledgeable cigar lovers for generations. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
patriotically made in the USA. America's alpha male in chief, Cigar Dave. All right, lieutenants, I do want to, uh, we're going to get into litation here in just a little bit, but because I went, uh, ran just a little bit long on the first segment, and appropriately so, uh, we will delay that. But I will get into the brewski. I will get into uh, Oktoberfest. We'll talk about the significance and some of the beers that I will be uh, enjoying. But uh, first of all, a couple of very important uh, milestones, actually, today. Uh, number one, a happy birthday to my German Shepherd Sultan. He's eight years old today. And uh, also, this week marks the 30th anniversary of the founding of Hooters. It all began right across from the Cigar City in Clearwater, Florida, where they mixed uh, chicken wings with beer and boobs. So it became America's first restaurant. So we have to celebrate that appropriately, I think, today, because certainly America is far better off today with Hooters and the likes of those type of restaurants. And again, I speak strictly as a innocent observer of what has gone on over the last 30 years. But congratulations to, uh, to Hooters. Although I will say this, it seems lately, every time I've gone to Hooters, I don't know, the last three, four times, there's not as much hoot in the waitress's tops as there used to be, I think, when Hooters was formed. Uh, on a uh, little bit more reality-based sad note, I uh, want to extend uh, condolences to a, uh, a very good friend of uh, this show, who uh, work with me and uh, work with many of the people here at CCRN and our flagship station, 970 WFLA in Tampa. The uh, longtime chief engineer for 970 WFLA, Paul Sliwa, passed away last week. And Paul was a one of a kind. He's from Boston originally. He was a Vietnam veteran. Paul was one of these guys that just told it like it was. And I, I want to relay a couple of stories about Paul because he enjoyed the occasional cigar. And he had this Boston exit. He used to talk like this. And the very first time I met him, uh, we were changing flagship stations. And this was May of 97. And we had a live broadcast in Buffalo the very first week. And I went to him and I said, now, Paul, um, and we were building our studio. I said, now, here's what I'm thinking. And he said to me, let me stop you right there. You do not do the thinking around here. I do the thinking. You talk, I think. We clear on that. And for the next, I think it was 10 years or 12 years until he retired, I was very clear on that. Paul did the thinking, I did the talking. And uh, whatever you'd ask him, Paul, when's this going to be done? Two, three days. Not two or three, two, three days. It could be done in 10 minutes. He'd be two, three days. And his idol was Jimmy Hoffa. And he'd always say, let me tell you, greatest, greatest American ever, James R. Hoffa. Well, Paul, my friend, rest in peace. I'm sure you're having a beer right now with your buddy, James R. Hoffa. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on the Cigar Dave Show. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. All right, I've got four very, very unique brewskis that I'll be enjoying on Oktoberfest, which uh, is a nice amber lager. So that's going to be on the medium-bodied side with some flavor. Then we're going to go to the Southern Tier Warlock. Now... That's going to be Imperial Stout brewed with pumpkins. And a stout, just like the name in furs, has got some heft to it. And then I'm going to go to the Oma Gang's Game of Thrones. Now, that is a big boy beer. That's a lot of flavor on that. And then we end it with Morning Wood from the local option Bierbrooks, brewed at Dog Brewing Company in Chicago. And that is kind of a spice, a little bit of a coffee, uh, kind of an interesting ale. So that'll have some flavor as well. So I need a cigar that is going to stand up. So you can't have anything that's going to be relatively light and mild. So therefore, I have picked a very special cigar. I have decided to pick out the special Perla Del Mar Cigar Dave Private Reserve. Those of you that were fortunate to attend the Cigar Dave five-star VIP breakfast at our Smoke on the Water 2 invasion in Buffalo in August, you received... Four of these lovely Cigar Dave Private Reserves. Now, here's what's cool about this cigar. I took the basic blend, which I thoroughly, thoroughly love and enjoy, and I remembered staying at the time that I wanted to do something a little bit different. What I wanted to do was see how a Maduro would fare on that cigar to give it a little bit more in terms of flavor and heft. So what I did was I told Rich Dolak and the crew over at J.C. Newman... I wanted to add just a little bit more of the, something with a little bit more heft. So I, I decided it was either going to be a Connecticut Broadleaf, it was going to be a Mexican Maron, or it was going to be a Brazilian Arapiraca. We tried all three. The Brazilian Arapiraca was the absolute bomb. Now this uses some filler from three different regions. Pueblo Nuevo, Larena, Condega. Jalapa, correction, four different uh, regions in Nicaragua. And what I did is I put a little bit extra Lajero from the Condega 
and Jalapa to give it a little bit more boost. It's very, very pleasant, flavorful, but not overpowering. It's going to stand up perfectly. You can't buy these cigars. Only available for me. If I give you one, then you're in luck. Otherwise, J.C. Newman will never manufacture this cigar. But I always carry a stash when I see friends because I know this is the kind of cigar that I want to share with very special people. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I'm going to do something a little different here. I'm not going to use anything overly sharp. I'm not going to use a double-edged cutter or a piercer or a wedge or V-cut. I'm actually going to use my thumbnail. And I was having a discussion with somebody earlier this week that said, you know, what's your favorite cut? He said, you know, when I don't have a cutter, I bite it off. And I said, whoa, not so fast. I don't like biting it off because it can damage the cap. So I showed him the technique of how to use your thumb. That's how many of the manufacturers do it down in the Dominican, Honduras, Nicaragua, even in Cuba. So that's exactly what I will do, and I will guide you how to use that. So if you're in a bind, you'll still be able to properly enjoy your cigar, even without a cutting device. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. All right, today I'm going to use the good old-fashioned flint-based lightation device. Been around for a long time. Oldest way to light your cigar, to light fire or produce fire. Flint-based system. Nothing overly fancy, but it'll work today. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three... Two, one. All right, here's what I'm going to do. You take the your thumb, your thumbnail, and you gently basically go to the cap. You want to go just around the cap of the cigar, and you want to just put little indentations, slow indentations. Take your time. You may have to go around three, four times. So what you're doing is you're essentially putting like little perforations around the cap, and slowly you'll feel that cap want to come off. And I'm almost got it done. And voila. I now have a perfectly exposed head of filler leaves that are ready to be enjoyed. Didn't use a cutting device. Didn't use anything fancy. I used my thumbnail. That's how the professionals do it. Don't use your teeth. You could, but it's sloppier. This is a much easier way. Perforate the cap of your cigar with your thumbnail and you will be ready to go. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, before I do the libationary maneuvers, I have to get ready to enjoy my cigar. So I'm going to toast the foot of this Cigar Dave Special Private Reserve Perla Del Mar. And I'm going to toast the foot there. Very nice. Now, the thing is... Mmm, very nice. When you use a flint-based system, you don't hear anything. You're not going to hear the jet... Uh, uh, emissions coming from like an SST type litation device. But, very nice. Smooth. Okay. Now my Polo Del Mar Cigar Day Private Reserve is ready. And now I'm going to pull out the first of four libationary tastings today as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest. From Great Lakes Brewing in Cleveland, Ohio, we pull out appropriately their Oktoberfest, a seasonal beer, handcrafted amber lager made in Cleveland. And it's interesting that I have this Perla Del Mar because the roots of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory or Cigar Company now going back 118 years. They started in Cleveland by Julius Caesar Newman. So I think it's appropriate. And I didn't even plan it that way. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about this style. 
This is a Vienna style, uh, which is a, a traditional way of of the of the taste of the flavor. It has rich malt flavors, balanced with some fragrant noble hops. The malt uses Harrington two-row base malt, which allows color and flavor from other specialty malts to come through. It's a very clean beer. It is a München traditional German malt for Oktoberfest. Lots of flavors. The hops that they use, interesting, from Mount Hood, which provides subtle, spicy, and earthy aromas. They use it very sparingly because malt is the main ingredient in the flavor profile. And uh, this particular Oktoberfest was released in uh, uh, August, and I think it's just about done with its run. So this particular beer has 6.5% alcohol by volume. And if you want the specific, it has an IBU, an International Bitterness Unit Measurement, of 20 and a gravity of 4.5p. A little bit technical, but for those of you that are beer connoisseurs, I'm giving it all to you. So I will open up in 3, 2, one beautiful. My opener just broke. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can do this again here. All right, beautiful. Nothing like having a cheapo hotel opener that a plastic just actually disintegrated. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep trying here. Again, a good general. There we go. Never afraid to do it two, three, four times or until necessary to get it right. So we now have opened it up. Let me uh, smell the aroma here. Wow. Very, very nice. Very pleasant. Some sweet uh, notes on the nose. And I will take a sip here and I will say cheers to all of you as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest. Hmm. Wow. Clean. Smooth. And just like we did with bourbon, when we tasted bourbon, you can do what's called the Kentucky Chew, but this time it's going to be the Oktoberfest Chew. And as I take another sip, hmm. Mm. I'm chewing it in my mouth. Really enhances the flavor. Exposes all the different notes. This is clean, very, very, very uh, bright, very balanced. No bitterness, no aftertaste whatsoever. And one of the important ingredients of beer is hops. It's the equivalent of Lajero in a cigar. Lajero is the strongest part of the cigar tobacco leaf. The more Lajero the more spiciness, the more strength you can have. And hops, very, very similar to beer. You can have a beer which has notes of, uh, or, or you could describe as hoppy. And when you say hoppy, it's got a lot, a lot of bitterness on the aftertaste, a lot of spice, just a very big explosion on the palate. Now, one of the things that I mentioned about this Great Lakes Oktoberfest was that they use the Mount hood hops very sparingly and the reason is because they want the malt to be the main ingredient in the flavor profile and that's exactly the notes that i get so it's very balanced nice fragrant uh, notes on the nose it's uh, flavorful clean beautiful beer so this particular great lakes brewing oktoberfest delightful and if you can find one of these and you want a beer that is not going to offend anybody, meaning it's not going to be too light, too full, too hoppy. This would be perfect. And uh, I'm going to have to get my hands on some more of this. This is very, very good. And, again, I want to thank uh, Neil and John from Consumers Beverages up in Buffalo who were kind enough, not only after giving me a great tour of one of their uh, incredible stores, but uh, they were nice enough to FedEx as I am traveling. They were nice enough to uh, FedEx a shipment to me, which arrived yesterday. Came back in my room in the evening 
and it is sitting there chilled, ready to go. So absolutely magnificent. I have much to get to, as always, lieutenants. But first, let's say hello to uh, Bill out in the People's Republic of California. You are front and center. Double long ashes to you, General. Back at you. Yeah, I, I want to tell you that I really appreciate what you've been saying here, uh, because we uh, you have a great platform, and people need to need to hear that. And on my, my platform is at the supermarket, but I still speak out just like you are, and I appreciate the fact that you are not you're, that you're you're smacking down hard. It really really is important that you keep it up, and I want to encourage you just to keep smacking away because this evil guy, man, something's got to be done about him. Big well, I, I'm going to tell you, there's just the the just the the lack of, to me, just class on, right. on, on how anybody in that White House, starting from the commander-in-chief down, to not tell any of his people mm-hmm. or any of the people of Parks Department, you keep those memorials open. That's right. And they knew, they knew they received calls from members of the House and senators saying there are large groups coming. There are charter airplanes coming with these World War II veterans. And for them to blatantly say, well, that's too bad, we're still going to barricade it, is an insult to every American. And specifically, it is a degradation, an insult to every great veteran. And I don't care whether they're, as I said, World War II, World War, any person who wore the uniform, the commander-in-chief... And his minions slapped them all in the face and basically said, we don't care about you. You are worthless. We have no problem making a political pawn out of you. The military, our veterans, they are not political in nature. They are not political footballs. They should not be played with politics. Hands off. And it, to me, it speaks volumes about the class or lack thereof by the commander-in-chief. And again... This is not something that uh, I didn't plan to. I would love to be talking about Oktoberfest and beer this entire show. But when I see this, I am not. And let me tell you, that was the topic of conversation with many of my fellow alpha males and cigar connoisseurs this week. You go to any cigar store, any cigar bar, anywhere where people. Yesterday I was having, uh, I was at uh, a a little uh, business uh, cocktail at uh, this bourbon bar uh, where uh, where I am right now. And uh, that was the conver- topic of conversation, by the way, not just of of older people, but younger people, white, black, you name it. They were all talking about it. They were all at the bar starting to talk about it because they had on, the, uh, on one of the TVs, they showed these veterans, and everyone, everyone unanimously said, that is unacceptable. That is wrong. And as I said, if the president would have uh, allowed one, just one World War II vet to be arrested, I will tell you, impeachment papers should have been drawn up immediately and he should have been tried for treason. Because as a commander-in-chief, that is unacceptable. He sets the tone, and he set it saying, I despise our veterans, and I despise this nation and the history and what it stands for. No other president would have ever, ever done it, and I don't care if it's a Democrat. I'll tell you one thing. Jimmy Carter wouldn't have done it. Bill Clinton wouldn't have done it. Ronald Reagan wouldn't have done it. George W. Bush and George Bush wouldn't have done it. Harry Truman wouldn't have done it. Roosevelt wouldn't have done it. They may have their political issues, but they would never have put that put veterans uh, in the in the line of fire, so to speak. No way. This guy, this guy, not only wants to take our cigars away from us, but he wants to basically tell us what to think, what to believe. This is a, this this guy is 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 evil. I'm telling I, people by saying, "Oh, you're a little over the top," but you know what? He is. He is, and he needs to people. They need to be dealing with this guy. 
I mean, I'll I'm just really... leave it at this. I'll say he's the most un-American president that yeah. we have ever had. That's and that has nothing to do with his skin color. That has no. nothing to do with his race. It has nothing. to do with his belief system and his attitudes. And he displayed it this week. Real quickly here, by the way, the president is, uh, instead of saying, hey, let's negotiate. And by the way, mm-hmm. alpha males know how to negotiate. Uh, Wussified beta. I tell you what, I'm going to hold this because I'm running late. But uh, tell you what, Bill, I appreciate it. And you're going to leading. You're leading me right into another subject I want to okay. get to. Here's what I'd like to do for you. How about I send you some of? Uh, I don't have any of these cigar day private reserves. I'm waiting for my next shipment. This is the last one until uh, mid month. But how about I send you some of the regular Perla del Mars, a nice medium uh, flavored cigar. I know you'll enjoy. I'd be wonderful, Dave uh, General. And I, again, I appreciate you. And keep it up, buddy. Keep smacking down. We need it. Bill, you can be sure this general doesn't shy away from any debate or argument. Lieutenants, I want to continue. Bill brought up an interesting point because the president, you'd think, would have uh, would have some important things to be dealing with this week. But he made a statement about what he would do with the Washington Redskins. Again, you think he's got more important pressing issues on the plate this week. But uh, we will continue. Lieutenants, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Later on, I will tell you about the further wussification of the American male. And I've got some info on some new cigars to be on the lookout as we continue front and center. And, lieutenants, as always, we are straightforward when it comes to laying it out. We celebrate America's or alpha male's great pleasures. We celebrate the good life, but we're also Americans. We're patriotic Americans, and we are citizens, and we not only exercise our right to free speech, our right to enjoy ourselves, but when we see something wrong, we are never, ever, ever hesitant to call it out for what it is. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. If you're a lover of modern, full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. 
A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder, amazing flavor, great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Guarding the gates of pleasure, it's, it's the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Well, I can tell you this Great Lakes Brewing Oktoberfest, just a beautiful amber lager, very, very clean, very refreshing, very nice, cannot go wrong, and I uh, hope you're enjoying the Oktoberfest music that we are providing for you. The only thing we don't have, although, uh, privately... As well as Private Brian informed me that Miss Kate came in her Oktoberfest garb, showing her ample uh, bosom area, just like they do in München for Oktoberfest under the big tent. So next week we'll talk more about beer specifically in Oktoberfest. We're going to be sampling three, four beers uh, every week for the next uh, three weeks or so. On the last Saturday of the month, we will conduct a full beer tasting maneuvers. Last week we did, I think, 15 or 16 different bourbons. We'll probably do a dozen different beers towards the end of the month. So we're going to have a great time, and you can follow along as well. And you can do it at home. One of the things I suggest is go to one of these specialty beer stores, and uh, they sell beer bottles individually. And they many of them have uh, two, three, four hundred different selections. Just pick up five, six, eight. Even if you don't know what you're looking for, sometimes if it's a cool label, if it's a cool name, pick that up, pair it up with some cigars, have a little barbecue, bring some uh, fellow alpha males and some of your harem over, and you have the makings of an absolutely lovely uh, evening. All right, I I did mention that uh, the president is very, very busy. Uh, He's busy telling an AP reporter... That in an interview that if he owned the Washington Redskins, which he doesn't, although who knows, maybe he'll socialize that or nationalize that team, he would, and I quote, think about changing the team name. Well, who really cares what he thinks about the team name? It's owned by Daniel Snyder. Many Washington Redskins fans uh, like the name. Uh, I don't think it's insulting. It's degrading. I really don't. It's not like, in fact, it's a, it's a, it's a, a name of pride to people that live in Washington. So just like the Florida State Seminoles, and I know you're going to have Indian groups and everybody's going to be upset. The problem is, it's where was it for the last, uh, I don't know, 40 years? There was no issue. It's all contrived political incorrectness nonsense. And I was mentioning earlier about uh, Obama that he said earlier this week, I'm not going to negotiate. True alpha males know and understand the process and the power of negotiation. Life is a negotiation. Where do you want to start? Life is a negotiation. Where do you want to start? Everybody negotiates. We as alpha males negotiate every day. Do we enjoy feasting on beta males that aren't prepared to negotiate? Absolutely. It's sport. However, if he was a true alpha male, he would look and say, I'll be happy to sit down and negotiate. I have nads of my own. I can make my own decisions. Let's get in a room. Let's light up a cigar. And let's get something negotiated. Oh, wait. 
he can't light up a cigar or he can't light up the cigarettes that he used to smoke for many years because he was caught on an open mic saying he quit smoking six years ago because he's scared of his wife, Michelle Obama. And I quote, as he said to the U.N.'s Mami Kayi, I hope you've quit smoking. No, no, I haven't had a cigarette in probably six years. That's because I'm scared of my wife. Now think about this. The commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, is scared of his wife. And I don't think he just said that in jest. I think there's truth to that. Scared of his wife. How pathetic is that? I can tell you one thing. This alpha male, if I was sitting in that office, I'd be lighting a cigar right in the Oval Office. I'd be enjoying my harem, and I'd be negotiating and getting a deal done. Lieutenant's hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is coming your way. Lots to get to. We'll talk wussification of the American male. We'll talk cigars. We'll take your calls, 877-DAVE-007. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app right now. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, today marks the beginning of Cigar Oktoberfest. The entire month we celebrate beer, we celebrate cigars, we pair them together. It's only appropriate. And so, lieutenants, today we celebrate the world's largest fair that is held annually in München, Deutschland in Germany, a 16-day festival that goes from late September to the first weekend in October. Over 6 million people from around the world attend the events. It is takes place at huge fairgrounds, the Treisenfiesen. It's an important part of Bavarian culture. It's been held since 1810. And the Munich Oktoberfest may be big. But Cigar Dave's Alpha Male Cigar Oktoberfest is even bigger. Welcome back. Hour number 2877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. If you have downloaded the new Cigar Dave mobile app for your iOS device or your Android-powered device... There is a method which you can email me. You can send a uh, text which goes right to my email, or you can actually call us directly right from the mobile app. We make it very, very easy for you. Uh, Before I get to our next brewski, and it is chilled and ready for me, I cannot wait to get to it. It looks ever so delicious. I do want to give you a little bit of info about a new cigar bar 
uh, Cigar Friendly Lounge that has opened up in Philly. If you are traveling to Philadelphia for business, for pleasure, uh, downtown area, of course, Holt Cigars has been around for a long time. It's also the headquarters city of Ashton Cigar, the uh, great Ashton series of cigar, whether it's the ESG or the VSG or their Ashton Classic or the Ashton Maduro, you can never go wrong. And right upstairs from Holt Cigar Company at 1522 Walnut Street in downtown Philadelphia, they have uh, reopened a space that was formerly known as Mahogany on Walnut. It was a bar uh, a cigar bar called Mahogany on Walnut, but uh, uh, Robbie and Sathya Levin of Holt Cigar and Ashton took it over, and they commissioned New York-based restaurant designer Bentel and Bentel, which has won numerous awards. They uh, commissioned them to design the new Ashton Cigar Bar, and it I've seen pictures of it, and I've talked to people that have been there. Absolutely magnificent-looking space. It's a transitional-type look. It's clean, contemporary, very unique, sweeping marble bar. Great selection of single-malt scotch, small-batch bourbons, whatever the case may be that you enjoy. And, of course, they're 100% cigar-friendly. So be on the lookout for that. Those of you that enjoy cigars and football know that one of football's living legends— the coach, Coach Mike Dicka, is a huge cigar connoisseur. He's been on this show many times. He's had a number of different uh, cigar brands over the years. I love going to his restaurant or when he had one in Naples. He's got one in Chicago and a few other places. I think one in, uh, I think I want to say somewhere in Nevada or in one of the casinos, Indian casinos. But Ditka's uh, Steakhouse, always a great place. And Coach is always very generous with his time when we do our football previews and he comes on. And uh, he's been associated now with Camacho. He's on the board of the bold for the the relaunched Camacho line. They've repackaged it, reblended the brands. Well, Camacho has announced they're coming out with a cigar called the Ditka 89, which will be the fifth installment in their Ditka line and is being made to celebrate Coach Ditka's upcoming jersey retirement by the Bears. The cigars are medium to full in body. They will be available in only one Vitola, one size, which is a Toro. The blend and the uh, specific size info was not released by Camacho, but I'm sure we'll have it soon. The pricing is slated to be 12 bucks per cigar. It'll come in 20-count boxes, only produced uh, a limited production of only 2,000 boxes, so a total of 40,000 cigars. Be on the lookout for that cigar in November. So we will uh, keep tabs on that, and I will get my hot little hands. I've seen the box. The packaging looks very cool. It's uh, got the Ditka and the 89, and I love the commercial with the Bears superfans. And uh, they're sitting in, not coach class, they're in grill class. Grill class where the seat uh, folding tabletop that comes down is not a tabletop, but instead it is a grill. They got their bratwurst, they got their kielbasa on there, and uh, basically you got your grill right there. All they need is a little beer, and the super fans are good to go in grill class. But that is a great commercial, uh, you know, with uh, the Packers quarterback. I-, I love that where he says, "Hey, thanks to you with the discount, double check, we can afford to go from coach, or what do you say, economy class to grill class." you got to love that. If we were only so lucky that we had grills on airplanes, that would be magnificent. I told you in the uh, first hour that I had some items I needed to address. As you know, we are proud alpha males. And I've been spouting for a long time about the wussification of the American male and the wussification of America. It is an epidemic, a problem of epidemic proportions now. 
Look, we have a wussified president. He's a beta male. He's afraid of his wife. Afraid. He, he admitted blatantly. He may have been kidding, but I think there's a tremendous amount of truth there. And we've seen this all along where, going back 40 or so years ago, the wussification of America. The boys have been wussified. Boys shouldn't be playing cops and robbers. Boys shouldn't have toy guns or cap guns. You know, when I was a kid, I had, I remember my grandparents, Cigar Abe and Cigar Ida, went out to Disneyland. And they brought me back this, like, uh, cowboy, this, uh, this Western-type uh, uh, thing with a cowboy hat and the holster and the cap guns and shot the caps off. That's what boys do. I had model rockets. I loved Estes model rockets. Those things flew in the air. And even in school, we had a model rocket club, and we learned the proper way and technique to do it for safety purposes. Love doing that. Today, that would be considered to be evil. That would be child abuse. I mean, we don't want our youth, our boys, running around with little cap guns or toy guns or squirt guns because they'll grow up to be, to be terrorists. They'll grow up to be criminals. And I say that's a load of bull. It's just the opposite. It's the absolute opposite. When I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, we had cap guns. We played with water guns. We played with the soakers. We played with all that stuff. We also kept score in games. When you won, you won. When you lost, you lost. I hate losing, still hate losing today. I'm a terrible loser, and I'm proud of that. I never want to be a good winner. I never want to accept, or I never want to be a proud loser. I never want to be a, a uh, accept losing on a regular basis. People that accept losing and say, ah, it's okay, and schluff it off, they're losers. I'm not a loser, and neither are you. We kept score when we were kids. We played soccer. We played street hockey. We kept score. And we would go play basketball games. We kept score. That's how it works. You win, you lose, you keep score. But when we did lose, we did not then go out and say, well, it didn't go my way. Let me go grab a real gun and let me go shoot up a movie theater. Let me go grab my car and ram some barricades and let me go start shooting up a Navy yard. The reason we don't do that is because as kids we learned that it's okay to play with it, but you don't act on that. You play. It's toys. It's play. You don't do that for real. The same thing when we would lose or we would play a game and it didn't go our way. We didn't jump up and down. We said, all right, let's go play again. Let's do it again. But we didn't say, oh, everybody should have an equal outcome, and I'm not being treated fairly, so let me go get a gun and let me start blowing some teachers and kids' heads off. We didn't do that. If the idiots that are running the school systems today would realize that, they would solve most of the problems. Look at most of these kids we see, whether it's Columbine or we saw this guy in Connecticut. What was their problem? Their problem was is that they didn't have cap guns and, and play competitive sports where there were winners and losers. That you weren't guaranteed to be on equal footing. And I love when people tell me, oh, this league that we play in, our kids play in, everybody wins. Baloney. People win, people lose. People lose, people win. By taking away the component of winning and losing, you take away the drive. You take away the gut instinct for people to want to do what it takes to lay it all out on the battlefield, on the playing field. And here's the, first, uh, the, the next chapter 
in the wussification of America. The Northern California Federation of Youth Football, or as uh, my cousin Vinny the Judge would say, the Northern California Federation of Youth Football, has instilled a new rule. A new rule in which the youth games are teams are prevented from scoring too many points. Now, you've heard of the mercy rule. When I remember we would play, and if we would like uh, play whatever it was, basketball, and we'd be down 15 nothing, we'd be like, all right, mercy, you guys won. We're done. Same kind of thing. But I don't ever remember in competitive sports, and I've been on sports teams where we got our asses handed to us, but you play and you finish it out, and you get ready to go back and play again. Well, the Northern California Federation of Youth Football, which oversees football for kids 7 to 13, it has instituted now a $200 fine for teams that win games by 35 points or more and a one-week suspension for violating teams' head coaches. Now think about this. You have a team that is prepared. They have practiced. They have memorized their playbooks. They go out, and they happen to have a good day, and they win by 40 points. You are now going to make them essentially forfeit that game. You're going to find that team for winning and winning big and doing what they're supposed to do, win on the, on the field, and then you're going to suspend the coach because his team is prepared and has played well? This is exactly what the socialists and the libs and all these, uh, these, these kumbaya, let's hold hands, let's all be equal. This is exactly what they want. This is what Obama wants. He wants everybody to be the same except when it comes to he and his cronies who are still, even though they talk the talk about everybody should be treated fairly and everybody should have the right to make the same amount of money and equal results, except when it comes to them, they can make millions, but because they spout off on that everybody should be equal, it is then deemed acceptable for them because, again, do as I say, not as I do. This is absurd. We are now totally taking the nutsacks of every single child and every coach and snipping it like a dog goes and gets castrated when he gets uh, fixed. This is outrageous. It's bad enough. Look, my, my, my German Shepherd Sultan, he's eight. He's got his uh, nads. I was not going to do that to him. I was not going to, to, uh, to castrate the poor lad. I want him to have nads. I want him to be an alpha male dog or alpha dog. I mean, I'm still the alpha, and he's very obedient, and he listens, but he will protect. And by the way, he has a special affinity for the taste of Democrat liberal meat. I put a little bit in his food every day, and he just loves it. Very happy. Licks his chops. But this is the latest chapter of the wussification of America. And what it teaches kids is that even though you're not prepared, you're not that good, you didn't work as hard as the other team, don't worry about it. Because everyone here and in America is now equal. Don't worry about going the extra mile. Don't worry about studying a little bit more. Don't worry about sweating and working two jobs. Don't worry about that. Because everyone is equal. The league says that this teaches the 
uh, athletes, the students, compassion for the other team. It teaches them sportsmanship. It also says that uh, they also say that it creates a level playing field when there's a disparity of talent between opposing teams. This does not teach them compassion or teach them sportsmanship. This teaches them that losing is acceptable and rewarded equally as winning. Hey, why should I go and work 15 hours a day and do extra projects at work when I don't have to worry about doing extra work to get promoted? Hard work's not a, not a factor in promotion. They're just going to randomly go eeny, meeny, miny, mo, no matter who it is. We'll just randomly pick someone no matter whether you worked hard or you were a lazy, slacking gold bricker. No problem. And by the way, in addition to the penalties, if a team is leading by more than 28 points at halftime, the first-string team from the winning squad must sit on the bench so the second- and third-string teams get more playing time. Now, here's the thing. What if you're playing a team that's having a bad day? You go in the first half, you're up by 28. You, we've seen this before. You don't let off the gas. Teams that let off the gas lose the second half. Momentum shifts. Seen it many times. You've seen it many times. So now they're saying, you're up by 28. Now, your second and third stringers are going to play. And they're going to play no matter what the rest of the game, even if you start losing. That is absolutely unacceptable. And by the way, I think this endangers plays, players who now have to hold back. They're more susceptible to injury. But this is a perfect example of the wussification, further wussification of the American boy, the American male. And when you have boys at a young age and you wussify them, you castrate them, you take away their killer instinct, their drive, their testosterone-laden desire to play with guns and to act on their normal male primal instincts, what you are doing is changing the species permanently. And that's exactly what the feminist movement has wanted the last 40 years, and that's exactly what we have today. Look at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We have a commander-in-chief that apparently is not only afraid of his own wife, He's afraid of the of Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi because even when he said, well, maybe I should talk to the Republicans, they said, don't you dare. What? You're, you're all of a sudden going to listen to them? You're the big guy. You're sitting in the big chair. See, you and I would can't relate to this because we have big, gigantic nads of steel protected by a titanium sheath. We make decisions. We are not afraid to enjoy the good life. These clowns, these wussified betas, the ones that now you're seeing in the Northern California Federation of Youth Football, they're now turning these boys, turning all that is, that is a natural given instinct to them, they're taking it all away, and they're producing wussified betas who will turn into adults that are wussified, that walk down the street with their head between their loins, and who essentially, when things don't go their way, those are the clowns that go take the guns and start going nuts and going ballistic on all sorts of innocent people. This should be a nation of alpha males. This show, anywhere that I am in, is a no-wussified beta male zone. And I am proud to say that we will keep fighting this fight because otherwise we are going to be toast as a nation as, an, as a species, the alpha male must continue. I am doing my job to ensure that you walk around with your nads held in high esteem. We will continue. 
Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The General pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Excellence endures even as taste and fashions change. In the world of luxury cigars, the bold new H. Upman Legacy embodies this legendary brand's true excellence in a stylish contemporary cigar. To smoke an H. Upman Legacy is to experience a modern legacy, a modern legacy that begins with select leaves from the excellent 2008 vintage, leaves cultivated from seeds prized by growers for generations. A dark mountain-grown Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper highlights the robust blend. Flawless craftsmanship and H. Upman Hallmark is evident in Legacy. Created by the loving hands of dedicated artisans, Legacy is a vibrant, complex, fuller-bodied smoke favored by today's connoisseur. Experience a modern Legacy, H. Upman Legacy, true excellence in a cigar crafted for today. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next, how about good to the last draw? Ah, Something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. I've just pulled out the big bottle, the Southern Tier Warlock. This is an imperial stout brewed with pumpkins. It is an ale uh, yeast, two types of hops, four types of malts, uh, pumpkins, wonderful aroma. Let me pour it in the glass here, and this looks almost like a, uh, a dark coffee. Just incredible looking, uh, incredible uh, aroma on the nose. I'll take a sip here. Mmm. Wow. 
It tastes like pumpkin pie. No bull. A lot of flavor. Very nice. Southern Tier Brewery. Been around for about 11 years. Just doubling their capacity. Makes incredible line. They've also got a chocolate stout that is incredible as well. Beautiful uh, selection. Number two, as we start Cigar Oktoberfest, we'll continue around here. Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show. This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Beer. 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 everybody. Beer. Some great sing-along songs, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to have everybody join in and sing along with the band. In heaven, there is no fear. That's why we drink it here. And when we're gone from here, our friends will be drinking all the beer. Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Well, beer technically is a vegetable. You can certainly make that case because it has wheat, it uh, has hops, it's certainly vegetable in nature. And as we listen to Jerry Darlack and the Touch as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest... It is time for me to go to the next brewski. And let me just finish talking about that Southern Tier Brewing because they're based in Jamestown, New York, south of Buffalo in southwestern New York State. Very interesting story. We've seen the renaissance, the resurgence of craft beer uh, uh, brewers across the country. Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Southern Tier in uh, Jamestown, New York. They began in 2002 in Lakewood, New York, right near Jamestown. They make 60,000 barrels of beer annually. Available in 30 states as well as uh, internationally. Uh, two gentlemen started the brewery because they wanted to revive the practice of small batch brewing to a region which really has a very big, rich brewing tradition. Now, New York State, very big, whether it was uh, Iroquois beer, whether it was uh, Genesee beer, Utica Club, big, big tradition in uh, New York State. You know, blue collar towns, people like their beer, no question about it. And uh, they have now doubled in capacity. 
And they've got a huge lineup of beers, and I, I just want to go over some of them. Now, they're year-round beers. They have a, a very nice uh, IPA. They have uh, one called Finn and Matt's, which is a uh, variety-based. Uh, it has three different types of uh, malts in there. It is an ale, and that I've had that, and that's an interesting taste. They've got their porter. They've got, uh, let's see, a two-time stout. They have one called Iniquity which is kind of an interesting, uh, big-looking uh, imperial black ale uh, with a lot of flavor in that one. And then some of their seasonals, they have, uh, let me see here, Hop Sun, they've got Harvest, they've got Two Xmas, Two Times Rye, Two Times Steam, they have one called Old Man, they have their their Pumpkin, they've got, uh, let's see, their Blackwater series has Plum Noir, Creme Brulee, uh, the Chocolat, which is also a chocolate uh, brew, a stout with chocolate. And this is the Warlock that I've been enjoying, which uh, essentially is an imperial stout that uses two types of hops, four types of malts, and pumpkin. And it really has that, uh, that pumpkin taste. So very, very interesting. And the next beer that I'm going to uh, enjoy here is from Omegang Brewery, and they are in Cooperstown, New York. And they have brewed a very interesting-looking beer here, called The Game of Thrones, Take the Black Stout. That is what this thing is called. And this actually is uh, based on the HBO series, which is Game of Thrones, which apparently is a very popular series. I have never watched it, but uh, uh, they came up with uh, this very unique-looking bottle. That actually more looks like a, a champagne bottle. It's got the wire cage at the top, and I think this is under pressure, so I'm going to be careful here. Whoop! It certainly is, and the cork just came right out. So let me pour this. Wow, again, this looks like deep, dark coffee. This is uh, from the Omegang Brewer in Cooperstown, New York, another uh, New York State brewer here. And this is a stout. It says, a stout as dark as the winters that once engulfed West Ruse, or was that Westerns, or something like that, whatever it is. Apparently, this is uh, based on that TV show. And it says, or the Wirewood, it's got the Wirewood tree, chocolate and caramel sweetness are balanced by hop bitterness, roasty, woodsy notes, and an earthy finish. Pour slowly to not disturb yeast sediment, but with vigor to make a luxurious head and free the bouquet. So that's what I'm going to do here. Hmm. Hmm. Got actually a coffee-like aroma to it. Let me take a sip. Hmm. Wow. That is definitely has a coffee roasty flavor. Not overly full though, but just very very flavorful. Let's say hello to uh, Jim in Washington State. Jim, you are front and center with the general. I welcome you. Ashes to the distinguished officer and gentleman on the other end of the line. Back at you, Jim. Thank you. Also, a crisp salute to all in our cigar band of brothers. Uh, General, the reason I was calling is uh, about a year ago, our family experienced uh, the loss of our brother, who was, besides being an outstanding naval officer and a gentleman, enjoyed fine cigars, and he was definitely an alpha male. And we missed him. Um, at that point, I, uh, I uh, established an amphibious assault on the land of my personal cigar uh, ignorance. Uh, and then uh, in that process, I selected a cigar uh, that was a little too bold for my undisciplined palate. 
and uh, used the cutter and experienced uh, some tobacco in my mouth and a little bit of uncomfortableness. However, we persevered and established the beachhead. Uh, so now this anniversary is coming up, and I'm pinned down on the beach, and I, uh, I want to advance inland and take no prisoners. So I formed a plan. I want to submit it to your approval and also get recommendations on ordinance for what to use. Uh, All right. In, book, in terms of cutting uh, your cigar, yeah, to make sure you don't get that. Cigar and and yeah. cigars that, uh, uh, that are not as bold as uh, what I took uh, the first time. I, we plan to do this as a tradition now in our family. So uh, I wanted to get some, some cigars that were uh, mild. and But you've all, I've also heard you mentioned before on shows flavors in the cigars as well, you know, chocolatey, nutty, right. things like that. So. Uh, those two, those two areas I'm looking for uh, recommendations. Well, what I would say is, first of all, let's talk about the cutter itself. What I would do if I were you is get a nice double-edged guillotine. Uh, okay. And one of the cutters that I really like is the Monte Cristo uh, uh, cutter. It is a very thin cutter. It looks almost like a wafer. Very thin, nice, uh, uh, I believe it's Japanese or German steel self-sharpening. Comes in a nice little leather-type carrying case. It is their Samurai Cutter. They call it the Monte Cristo, Monte Cristo Samurai, about 50 bucks. It is a great cutter. It's very lightweight. Cuts your cigar with precision. You won't have all that uh, tobacco, and you won't get uh, any jagged edges. That's very important. The second thing, in terms of cigars... We need to start you on something that's going to be on the mild side. Just like the beers that I'm enjoying today have to be properly paired up with a cigar that can hold up. And you obviously have a palate that's not ready yet for a fuller-bodied cigar. There's nothing wrong with that. No problem. We will get you on the right track. I'm going to give you some recommendations. First off. Vega Fina uh, or the Romeo y Giulietta Reserva Real are both mild-flavored cigars, both made at Altadas at the Tabacalera de Garcia factory in the Dominican Republic. They use a beautiful, very, very smooth, silky Connecticut Ecuadorian shade wrapper. Highly recommended. Okay. That's that. Those are the first two. Then I would pick up a Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut. I would pick up a Casa Torano, T-O-R-A-N-O, Casa Torano, Connecticut Shade USA wrapper. The Fonseca also uses a Connecticut Shade wrapper. That's a great cigar. The Diamond Crown uses a triple fermented Connecticut Shade. And you know what? For your brother, in his memory, uh, what I would do is pick one of those up. That's a super premium cigar, but uh, it's very worthy, I think, of the appropriate uh, memory of your brother. And I would definitely recommend uh, Diamond Crown. Same thing with a Monte Cristo. The regular Monte Cristo Classic or the Monte Cristo White, you cannot go wrong with. Any of those cigars, I will guarantee you that uh, you will be very, very pleased. You will be satisfied. And, Jim, you'll find that your palate won't be overwhelmed. It'll be very smooth, very balanced, and you'll really get that enjoyment. And I'm sure that your brother started the same way with some mild-flavored cigars and then kind of worked his way up. And here's what I'd like to do for you. I'd like to send you out... Uh, some of the Rocky Patel... Uh, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'll send you out some of the Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut's. I think those are very enjoyable. You go pick up the Diamond Crown, and I think you'll have a very nice uh, cigar experience. Get that Monte Cristo cutter. You'll be good to go. Well, thank you very much, General, and uh, appreciate all your fine work. Jim, I appreciate uh, appreciate it, and, uh, and uh, of course, when you have that cigar, you can keep your brother's uh, memory right uh, front and center because I'm sure uh, uh, he, he would have enjoyed having a cigar with you together. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and continue the fight. Take no prisoners, sir.
You got it. Absolutely. We will fight the enemies of pleasure. We will fight the wussification of the American male. 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Marty in Louisiana, down on the bayou. You are front and center. You got it. Absolutely. Long ashes to you, General. Back at you. Marty, can you turn your radio down? We're getting a little Uh, bit of uh, the delay in the background. And, and I have there we go. two points of interest. Yes, uh, sir. Last week I wasn't able to get through to you, but I wanted to offer a suggestion on a on a bourbon uh, okay. put out by Buffalo Trace. Uh, it's a single barrel, aged ten years, ninety proof, called Eagle Rare. Don't know if you're familiar with it. I do know Eagle Rare, and I've had Eagle Rare. And interestingly enough, uh, I was going to bring this up actually in the next segment, but. Marty, I may as well bring it up now since you brought it up. I actually was at a bourbon bar last night. They specialize in uh, various bourbons. And one of the bur- they had a huge menu. I mean, in fact, I've got pictures of the menu, and I will tweet that out uh, a little bit later. But they had everything. They even had bourbons from, bourbon whiskey from Massachusetts, and they had one from California. And I was going to take a sample, and the uh, barkeep said, General, not even going to waste your time. <laughs> Don't even go there. But there is one that I did want to pick up, and that is the uh, Breckenridge Distillery in uh, Breckenridge, Colorado, that was actually started by a physician who uh, just loves uh, distilled spirits and wanted to get into distilled spirits. So he started off with a vodka, and uh, then they made, I think, a gin, and now they have their uh, their own bourbon. And so I, I tried the uh, Breckenridge bourbon whiskey yesterday uses 56% yellow corn, 38% green rye. So it's a high rye uh, whiskey and 6% unmalted barley. They age it in, of course, new American white oak barrels. They, uh, they age it for two to three years. So it's a relatively young whiskey, 43% uh, alcohol by volume. So it's 86 proof. And I have to tell you, it had a lot of notes of peppery. It was definitely tingly on the palate. I really like the uh, the CDFF, the Cigar Day finishing factor. I thought it was very good. It was a definitely rich uh, bourbon. Uh, definitely on the, uh, on the stouter side, but it was really, really a, a pleasant bourbon. Nice-looking bottle. And they also have the Breckenridge Vodka, and they've got some spice rum as well as uh, uh, they've got, I think, some spice whiskeys as well. But very, very nice. But I- I'm very familiar with that Buffalo Trace single barrel, the uh, Eagle Rare. And uh, that is a very, very nice uh, uh, bourbon. Buffalo Trace, we talked about this last week. If Buffalo Trace were to stop producing bourbon or whiskey today, they have enough in all their warehouses to last them at their current consumption 20 years. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. So we, we're in pretty good shape. And, and, of course, they're not going to stop making it. But they make uh, some of the other bourbons as well. they got, I think, uh, the Blantons that they make as well as several other ones and a very nice distillery. But that, that Buffalo Trace uh, Eagle Rare is very, very nice. Yes, it is. Uh, second, a question about Boone. Um I've been listening to you since '09, and um, maybe ran across two cigars in all that time that had boom. The first one was VSG. Uh, remember not what, but I was very, very satisfied and surprised. And before the HTIC shut down all our parks, I was at a state park in August and uh, spent a little quality time with the wife and got up one morning and lit up my first H Upman. And was surprised how smooth and the flavors that I got out of it. 
and didn't realize till I got down towards the bottom of the cigar when I took the, the band off. Uh, there was plume just under the band. Well, you got some great uh, aged cigars. There's no question about that. I was very surprised. I didn't know that it just that very little bit of plume would have that result on that cigar. Well, well, it's not just the plume. It's the fact that plume is a result of uh, proper aging and, and length of aging, which means that, uh, Marty, chances are those cigars were probably sitting there for uh, a good number of years. And that's why that uh, they tasted great, because when you see that plume, that is a, a direct result of correct aging and the the uh, the oils releasing uh, under the wrapper, so that means you've got uh, yourself a great aged cigar. So clearly, you are doing something right, or your your cigar retailer is doing something right to keep those properly aged. And the cigars you mentioned are uh, are fantastic, no question about it. And I'll tell you, if you like the H. Upman, I would try the H. Upman uh, uh, Vintage Cameroon, or the actually the H. Upman Reserve Maduro would go great with that Eagle Rare single barrel. And by the way, one note on that. Eagle Rare single barrel that's made at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, that is aged 10 years. So that's going to be a pretty flavorful, spicy bourbon. And I think that H. Upman uh, Maduro Reserve would go beautifully. No brainer. You'll love that one. I had to, that was the reserve that I found the plume on in the, the band. Yep. Beautiful. And, uh, that Eagle Rare is uh, very smooth, neat or on ice. I can't see, you know, messing it up with anything else there you go it's all personal preference and what i like to do is i like to drink it neat and then what i like to do is get a little branch or i'll tell you one of the tricks that i'm doing now and sommelier dave did this last week he brought many of the bourbons chilled they were in the refrigerator so you leave them out for just a little bit and you still you don't have to worry about i like just a little bit of chilling on the bourbon and what happens is it's just enough because there's a high alcohol content it won't chill it that much but it's just enough to give you just a little coolness on the palate and you don't have to dilute it with any ice or any branch or anything else and it's just a nice way to serve your bourbon here's what i'll do for you uh, marty how about i send you out some of the uh I got another cigar I want to send you. I'll send you the, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll send you two H. Upman Maduro Reserves, but we're going to send you some of, two of the Juan Lopez's as well, because that's a new, uh, a reblended Nicaraguan cigar from Altadas that I think you're going to very much enjoy. A lot of flavor on that. That's a Nicaraguan Puro. So we'll send you two of the H. Upman Reserve Maduros, two of the Juan Lopez, and that will go great with your Eagle Rare Single Barrel. Thank you, Dan General. All right, Marty, stand by. We will get that out to you, 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007 for the finale today. I'm going to enjoy a beer that I have been looking at and salivating since the show began. And it has a name that, as soon as I saw the name, I said, I have to have that beer. So, lieutenants... We will enjoy our final beer today, our fourth and final beer for the start of Cigar Oktoberfest, entitled Morning Wood, as the final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show is next. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Dave Dave Show. America is under attack. 
basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Now, a few words from Nish Patel about the Zen. Hi, this is Nish Patel, and I'd like to introduce my new cigar called Zen by Nish Patel, and that is X-E-N, Zen by Nish Patel. When my brother Rocky told me, I want you to blend a Connecticut shade wrapper, I said, me, smoking a Connecticut, I'd better make it a Connecticut with an attitude. This cigar has a beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It's got two binders, one from Palmastron Valley and from Esteli, Nicaragua. The filler has got Ligero from Esteli, got some Viso from Condega, and some Seiko from Jalapa. I tell you, when you smoke this cigar, it's like a party in your mouth. A lot of sweet spice, hints of cedar, hints of espresso. You will not be disappointed. I implore you, go out, get yourself a Zen by Nish Patel. It's going to be the best cigar you have tried in a long time. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Passport to unabashed pleasure. Well, in just a few moments, I will enjoy my final beer selection on today's show for Cigar Oktoberfest, entitled Morning Wood. And when you think about it, you can never go wrong with Morning Wood. That's actually a pretty good way to go, and it's uh, brewed by the Dog Brewing Company in Chicago, Illinois, the home of the Bears. So we will enjoy that in just a little bit. But I cannot believe I did not mention one time today the Tampa Cigar Festival. So, Lieutenants, Saturday, November 23rd, it is a very, very big day because it is the 2013 Tampa Cigar Festival. And we will be front and center on the main stage broadcasting live from noon to 2, along with the great Don Juceum and the Cigar Dave Orchestra, Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Mick the Brit. It is a the world's largest outdoor cigar festival. Cigar manufacturers, cigar retailers, uh, Tampa-inspired cuisine, great libations. We're going to have great beer. We're going to have wine. Great libations. It is the place to be. Now, this year, as we did last year, and by the way, this is the official cigar festival of the Cigar City of Tampa. This is 
at the downtown Fort Brook Coat and Shelby Park, five-acre park, huge park, can't miss it, great place to be, right behind the Tampa Bay Times Forum. So let me go and tell you the different events that we've got going on. Beginning on Friday, November 22nd, it is the Cigar Night Live pre-party. It begins at the historic J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in Ybor City. You'll be able to tour the factory. You'll be able to smell the aroma of the cigar tobacco and see and just experience and feel that history for all those many, many years going back to the late 1800s uh, of cigars and in Tampa. The dinner goes from 7 to 10 p.m., a sumptuous big spread dinner buffet fully catered, Open bar, you're going to get a uh, delightful three-cigar premium pack, including uh, Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown, a Diamond Crown, a Diamond Crown Maximus, the top-shelf stuff. Maybe some goodies as well, some other surprises. Live entertainment, the tours of the factory, it is a great evening. Tickets are $100, and they are limited because we want everybody to be able to enjoy themselves. We don't want it where people can't get enough food. We'll have plenty. Then, on Saturday... It is the Tampa Cigar Festival, and the way to enjoy yourself at the Tampa Cigar Festival is to appropriately attend via the VIP access tent. And you will get the VIP experience. You'll enjoy food from the Columbia, delicious, scrumptious, all day long from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Open bar. You'll get uh, five great premium cigars. You'll be able to see the stage. It is the way to go. $125. Go to CigarDave.com. Tickets are limited. Make sure you get them. All right. Let me take a a taste of my morning wood here. Wow. Got some spice. It's an oak-age coffee ale. Very, very pleasant, very nice, very tasty. Great way to end the morning, a great way to start the morning. You can never go wrong with morning wood. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Enjoy Cigar Oktoberfest. <laughs> 